Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. Drew Garrison, Chad Penrod in the locker room bringing you all the latest in sports. Today we're going to talk about the crazy Bengals-Browns game from Sunday. Burrow had a big game. Baker had a big game. Everybody but the defenses had a big game. Uh, We're going to get into what we would like to see from our teams at the NFL trade deadline, which is approaching um, next week. And we're going to talk about our upset pick, our lock pick for this coming week. Uh, get into our top five NFL teams and our bottom five NFL teams. And then uh, college football, the Big Ten came back last weekend. We'll talk about what Chad saw out of his Buckeyes and what I saw out of the Michigan Wolverines. So ready to get this thing rolling. First of all, we've got a couple congratulations that are in order. Yes, sir. Uh, J.C. Evans won our $50 fr- or Frickers or Roosters gift card. He did choose Roosters. I picked that up the other day. Um, he guessed the Browns would win that game with 63 total points. He was the closest, so he's the winner. And the winner of our $420 pick em pot this week, Ryan Miller. It was down to Ryan and your wife, and Ryan came out with the victory. Yeah. Um, close one going into Monday night there. The pick em is open now. Um, I got the pot at like 120 right now. It's always a little bit low on Wednesdays. It'll blow up tomorrow. Make sure to get in on that. Um, so let's let's get right into this was breaking the, news. What was the, was the the thought today that Carlos Dunlap would be traded? I thought that was the thought last week. I thought well, I, I saw that they kept him home from practice today, but. Carlos Dunlap, we haven't really touched on that a ton in here, but he's been very vocal on social media about his displeasure with his role within the Bengals. He's been dropped into sort of a rotational backup role. I think he's been playing about 12 snaps a game. Um, and then after the game on Sunday, he, I think he may have still had his uniform on. He tweeted out that his apartment was for sale. Um, the <laughs> listings, the school district, all this shit is like at like 440 right after the game was up. So he was clearly frustrated. Well, he got um, into it with Lou. He got into it with the, the D-line coach at oh, the end of the, the game. D-line? Okay, I thought and he had to be restrained. Yeah, A.J. Green was holding back a couple other guys. So he was clearly not happy with his role. And he gets sent to Seattle today for B.J. Finney, a rotational offensive lineman, kind of a backup guy. He can play center or either guard spot. Um, and a seventh-round pick coming to Cincinnati. So Carlos gets his wish, and the Bengals get rid of a pretty big locker room problem and one distraction off the books. My initial reaction to that is pretty simple. It had to happen. I think they were going to cut him. If they didn't, I think they were going to have to eat some money. So now Seattle takes over the uh, cap hit that is Carlos Dunlap's for next year and the rest of this year. I think taking on Finney, the Bengals brought in some money. So I think they they gained about $4 million on the cap for this year. My my initial reaction is a good trade by both teams. Um, Seattle is... Dude, they cannot get after the pass. Not not that Dunlap's even really did it this year. I know he almost had Baker there at the end of that game. Um, you know, but I mean, the Seahawks are dying for a, for a, for a defensive end pass rusher. Man, they they Dunlap have really- they have to be punching themselves in the nuts for not keeping Clowney. I mean, they have to be. But they get Dunlap. They give up uh, Finney, who Finney is a. He reminds me a lot of Chris Hubbard on the Browns. I could live who, with a Chris who, Hubbard. In yeah, Cincinnati. oh, most definitely. Where you know you can, you know, <clears throat> the first thing I say about him is 
he's solid. Um, he will go to Cincinnati and he will start. But I'm I don't know if he is a 16 game starter, much like Chris Hubbard isn't. I think he is a a you know we our our, our right guard has a a minor injury where he you know maybe he shouldn't play this week. We can plug and play him, plug and play Finney. Um. And I think that's the kind of, uh, of offensive lineman that he is. They're going to have to plug him quick. Jonah Williams is hurt. Yeah. Fred Johnson's hurt. Bobby Hart's hurt. Trey Hopkins is hurt. Well, yeah. A and bad line already fucking this, this scenario, Jesus. With, this scenario with the Bengals, and this is an upgrade for the Bengals. Let's let's say that, too. Um, because, they, I mean, they don't have much of anything going on there. But uh, I'm just talking about, you know, say they, so they, say they go out and – you know, get get a bunch of offensive linemen next year. You could still keep him there, you know, and play. And maybe you know, maybe he can start. I just I don't see him right now as a a sixteen game starter. I just he never really has been right. And, and, and right, he hasn't been. Um, but he's solid. You know, like I said, Chris Hubbard. So I love Chris Hubbard. It's it's a situation where you clearly you had Dunlap was leaving one way or the other. Yeah, um, might as well get something for him. But you brought up a good point today. Um, they probably could have got between like a third and a fifth for him last year. This is um, this is yeah, that was going to be my next thing. I, exactly like this. This is a year too late. He I had mean, a good. He had a good last half of the year last year. I don't know if that made them think that they would keep him around or what, but there there's definitely been some mismanagement there. And I actually said on Twitter today, okay, good job, Bengals. You traded the guy that you were going to cut. You got something for him. Now keep selling, and I, I and I guess we can just go ahead and transition into what I would like the Bengals to do at the deadline. Yeah, um, and I said on Twitter, keep selling if they're not in your long term plans, sell. Mm-hmm. Don't do what you did last year. You could have got a first for AJ. You could have got maybe a second for Andy Dalton. You could have got a third, maybe fifth rounder for for Carlos Dunlap. I just maybe got, something for Gino. I just got some deja vu talking about this because this is exactly what I said all last year, man. Yeah, I I, I mean I, I I it was like beating a dead horse and. And you know when you really, when you really like these players, you know, and and they've been around for a long time, and you've got this connection with them, where it's like, man, I don't want to see so and so. It was like, for instance, for the Browns, it was Josh Gordon. It didn't matter that he was suspended every year, because he was so damn good. Because when he, was he was so there. damn good, and you got to see him when actually, like Brandon Whedon was thrown in the ball. And, he picked up like fourteen hundred yards, yeah, drunk. Didn't you know, he? <laughs> and, and and it's the same thing with like you've seen Geno in his prime, which he's well past now. You've seen Dunlap in his prime, which he's well past now. He's always been. They've always been Bengals, but when it comes to the business and it comes to making the team better man this should have been done last year i'm talking and i'm not just talking dunlap dunlap should be dunlap is it was for sale he's gone now uh, gino should be on there but just because dj reader was playing so good and you got young guys uh such as a covington who who appears to be a, a pretty good pretty solid, really. um you know john, Poe just john ross you know let's let's not let's not just have john Ro- john ross inactive and just piss him off now you know let's let's trade him you know for anything a, to, any aj to, to aj anything green you can get for billy price anything at all aj green sean williams you know some are iffy maybe carl lawson iffy i don't know if anybody's you know? gonna trade for him just because his contract ends after this year but it could be a rental i mean yeah i mean people make that all the time and then I, they sign Lawson's one I wouldn't mind him keeping it to if if they're able to resign. He just ever since his injury he hasn't been the same because before his injury he was a dog. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, you know, but there you know there's just the Bengals should be in in this in the sell mode now because uh, let's face it, you guys got five losses. 
Okay, you still play Pittsburgh twice and you play Baltimore. That's eight losses. You got to tie the most. I mean, if even if you win every game, I mean, you still play Tennessee. We got flexed to fucking four twenty five with Pittsburgh. I don't I know why. But so you're looking at the Bengals, maybe th- somewhere between three to five wins, right? So you're not getting in the playoffs. Now trade these guys and get the picks. You're in a rebuild, and 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 let me tell you what I like what the Bengals are doing because I want to applaud them. You you do get some. They they realize what the problem is. They realize, we've got to check, we've got to protect Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, and I hope this trade doesn't deter them from going forward with Quentin Spain, right. who's, who's and it apparently sound in Cincinnati like, right, right now. Right, and he's going through the uh, the COVID uh, the COVID process. So it sounds like they're going to get Spain, who is uh, was a starter for the Bills, and then you bring in Finney. I mean, I I applaud them for realizing that there's a problem, not trying to sell the bullshit anymore. Yeah, you can't. Right. There's too yeah. much tape now. So, so, but it's still you're still late. You know what I'm saying? You're late to the to the to the selling party. This should have been when you were oh and what or what is what did you guys win last last year? One game, two games, whatever. Two. Um, they they should Thanks have been sellers. Kitchens. They should have been sellers then. Well, and I, I sent this out to you guys in the group chat. Today is just the second in season trade the Bengals have made since 1985. The other one was yeah. the Carson Palmer before trade. Before I was alive, <laughs> that, yeah, well before I was alive. So yes, be be sellers. If if they're not in your long term plans, let them go. And I was telling you guys this last night. I understand that Quentin Spain's not going to save this season. B.J. Finney's not going to save this season. But it is still priority number one from here on out should be keeping Joe Burrow upright. Absolutely. Agree 100%. You know you're not going to the playoffs. That's fine. The year's fucked. Do you really want to win that many games? Probably not. No. I don't, I don't want to get out of range for Penny no, Sewell. From it, Oak, it, well, uh, and, we're, and we're going to talk about that high pick because I posted something on Twitter and Facebook. And this wasn't nothing. This wasn't a shot at anybody. <clears throat> it's a good was, question. I like it. The question is, and we can get right to it. The question is. If the Bengals were to get the first overall pick, and I'm not saying that they're going to get the first. I don't think they're going to get the first overall pick. They're not as bad as the Jets or the Giants. But also, you have Sewell there. You know, Say the Bengals get that first overall pick. What do you do? Because you have a big need at tackle. In my opinion, they need to somehow get Jonah back to the right tackle spot. Okay, that's where he looks most comfortable at. So you're then you're in need of a left tackle, which we're talking about Sewell. So that is the, that is a possibility there. The other possibility, obviously, is trading the pick. That pick's going to be worth a fuck ton because of Trevor Lawrence. Sunshine. I mean, you're talking two, three first round picks, if not more. And that's back end picks, players. I don't know, whatever. You, we know that pick is worth a lot. Or the third option. Do you do you do you take a prospect who I haven't seen a prospect this good since the Peyton Manning Andrew Luck days? Okay, I mean, he's the biggest prospect to come out since, right? Yeah, since he Andrew Luck. He could have gone number one overall. After this isn't, his true and then this isn't season. a shot at fucking Joe Burrow, but everybody knows Trevor Lawrence is going to be good unless he goes to the Jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Adam Gase. Um, well, so. I decided I wasn't even going to discuss it with you guys. I was going to get my answer here in the locker room. So looking at what I've looked, and I have been I've been a little hard on Joe Burrow, okay? I want to see his decision. I've been getting pissed. Maybe I had too, too high of expectations coming into the year. But I, his, his decision-making has got to get better. Um, but overall, I really like Joe Burrow. He's on pace to break 
uh, Andrew Luck's rookie passing yards record, and I want to touch on that too. I was going to get on that today, so I don't give a fuck. Right, that's I don't games. fucking care. Yeah. And Burrow said it after the game on Sunday, and I loved the quote. They said, "You know, you had this many passing yards, this many touchdowns. How's that feel?" And he said, "I don't care." He said, "Football's not about numbers; it's about letters, W's and L's." We mm-hmm. took an L on Sunday. Absolutely. So he doesn't care. That's what, fuck the numbers, but. I think we got the guy. I think Burrow's mental makeup fits what you have to have to be the quarterback in Cincinnati mm-hmm. because you're you're always going to play with kind of a shorthand. Historically, we've seen it. So I like Burrow enough to keep him. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I was a huge Joe Burrow guy before he got there. Right. I would like to see his, his, him get rid of the ball sometimes. I'd like to see his decision-making get quicker. But sometimes i got to step back and realize he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. And he's 23 years old. Um, top five in passing yards. Yeah, he's. I think he's number three right now. Yeah. Um, and you know that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to if they did, and I don't, I don't think they will either. I think the Jets or the Giants yeah. will both at it, least. Like I said, worse. it's a what if game. That's all it is for the. Think, everything can happen in the NFL. So if it he, did, Joe Burrow could get hurt. I, yeah. I hope not. But Joe Burrow could go fucking yeah. break his leg next week, and then and then you're they are in the discussion, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ryan Finley's not going to do the job. So looking at it. I would – it's tough because I would say trade the pick. Even with Sewell there. I would say trade number one and get whatever you can out of it. But best case scenario, it's the Jets that are willing to give up that ridiculous bounty to get him. Right. Because if that's the case, let's say Bengals are one, Jets are two. Is it the Jets? I don't know. Have you seen enough Sam Darnold? I think that I've been seeing on Twitter from some verified sources. I don't follow the Jets too much, but I've seen that he's not necessarily untouchable before the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, so, so for you look good in San Fran. Who would he? <laughs> but so let's say Bengals won, Jets two. Fucking fleece the Jets. Say okay, give me second. You know, number two this but year. I, I and I know where you're going with this, and I understand that. But do they have enough ammo there with Burrow? Or, I mean, they could eat because they could easily be like, dude, you got Burrow. Go ahead. You ain't fleecing us. Go ahead and take. That's true. They could, they could. Go ahead and take. Go ahead and take fucking uh, Lawrence. Well, the, well, you can have them both on your roster. What the Bengals could say in that situation is, I guess, okay, New York, how bad do you want them? Because I've got right. five other teams yeah. calling. Yeah, me that's right the now. one thing. Exactly. That's the one thing they can They do. could easily leverage that. So you can't, based but at the on same what time. You think, but at the same time, you can't take a second. I don't care if they offer you, because they're not going to offer you a first to move up one spot. You can't take a second and third and 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 not take the offer at pick five for three fucking first-round picks. Right. You that's, know what I mean? That's so very true. You got to be – you got to be – And this, <laughs> this, is, this is where I wouldn't trust the Bengals at all in this negotiation whatsoever, but – you try to get as much as you possibly can without moving out of the range for Penny Sewell. Well, Sewell's going top three. They have, you know, yeah, they have, I mean, Willie, though. I think so. Depending on who's there. I mean, Andrew Thomas just I think went to people the Giants were too high on fields. I, I'm just saying, this is, I'm saying we're talking quarterback. Yeah, that's no shade at Ohio State. I don't think no, Fields no, no. is a good pro. I think he's a great college quarterback. Was, I don't think he'll be a good pro. Um, so, but my ideally, if I'm if I'm running the show for the Bengals, I'm going to try to get as much draft capital as humanly possible and keep myself in the range of drafting Penny Sewell. If that doesn't happen, my next my next move 
would be what team can still give me a bunch of draft capital, let's say two firsts, and a solid left tackle? Mm-hmm. I kick Jonah to the right. Who can give me the best draft assets and give me a good left tackle that's willing to come off of that for the number I, one pick? You know, I've been thinking. That pick is going to be maybe the most valuable number one pick we've oh, ever seen. for a long time. I, you know, so where I'm at with it, I, I'm, I've been thinking about it all day when I posted the question on Twitter and Facebook and to everyone else. We'll get to the, the listener dude, answers dude, here in a minute. Dude, I don't know. I, I just I, – because – one part of me is like, bro has definitely showed you enough. Get him some protection. The weapons are there. Fix up the defense. Then you maybe got, a better play caller. Then you, although I can't, I can't knock Taylor for last week. We'll get into that later. Then so. you got mad fucking picks. You know, you're using these. You got a bunch of first round picks to set you up for the future. And then on the and then my second thing is like, dude, this is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this is how we talked about Peyton Manning. This is how we talked about. Fucking, uh, you know, Andrew Luck. Like, we know this guy's legit. Not saying Burrow's not legit. But we know, okay, we could take Trevor Lawrence, who could be a top fucking five quarterback. That's, I mean, that's what I think he's going to turn into. And trade Joe Burrow and get two first-round picks out of him. And something I was thinking about, Kenny actually brought this up to us on Twitter. And I, I like that mode of thinking. It was something that I was thinking as well. I just wasn't putting it out there. I figured I'd save it for in here. Yes, Lawrence looks the part. He's looked the part for three years now. I mean, he he literally could have gone number one overall at 19 years old or whatever. He uh, if he would have came out last year, year. he'd have went over Burrow. If he would have came out, yeah, after his yeah last year, he'd have gone over Burrow even after losing to him head to head. Even um, so, but Burrow is an NFL proven entity now he's not a proven quarterback I mean we're seven games into a season but you've seen him play in the NFL he doesn't look like a rookie most of the time um so you know what you have there he's won the fan base over yeah already sometimes to a ridiculous degree well that would have been easy to do um well yeah I mean yeah it wasn't a hard job but he's he's won the fans over he's been great with the media it looks like he's been great in the locker room so you're in a unique position at that point I say take the bounty that you can get that's going to set you up the best to fix your line and build yourself for the future, keep Joe Burrow, rock this shit out, and go with it. Yeah. Just because I, I know what Burrow looks like on an NFL NFL field now. I don't. I, I'm i not questioning Trevor Lawrence, but I haven't seen him play all that many good teams. He's had some great games against Bama. He had yeah. a good game against Ohio State, maybe only because Sean Wade was out. Yeah. Um, they, 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 I, I haven't – I mean, he – he didn't look that great for most of last year. We talked about that a lot. And then until it hit the back stretch, and, and then I, where it looked, where it, to me it looked like they got bored. Um, could and that could have been. But my final answer on that is, if you can stay in Penny Sewell range, do that and get as much draft capital as you can. If you can't stay in Penny Sewell range, get as much draft draft capital as you possibly can and look for an, for a, a veteran left tackle to be in the I, trade package. I think I'm at the point with you. I think I'm keeping Burrow. I'm trading the picks. Or I'm trading the pick and getting as many first-round picks as I can, even if it takes me out of the Penny Sewell. Um, I, I just, just because. I mean, Jonah is only year in now. He looks bad. He looks real bad. Um, you know, but – I think that would be the move to make just because there would be so many first-round picks. So It's just our, such a haul that you're never going to hear, right. hear of uh, you, for 10 more years. 
It just, but you can understand why the question was brought up. I mean, oh, this, yeah, this absolutely. Is it's a very valid. This is Trevor Lawrence we're talking about. It's a very valid question. So let's stay on the Bengals here. So we said that we, we gave the list of the guys we think that they should sell. Okay. Sell them. Get as many picks as you can, and let's 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 build around Joe Burrow. We found the main piece. Okay, you have the turkey. Now you just need the stuffing and the mashed potato. You know, you need it all to go together yeah. come Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? So they don't have too many people over for it, though. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Mike Dewine. Keep going. Sorry. Um. So we know that they want to sell those guys, but but is there a guy available for the Cincinnati Bengals to be like? You know what? If we can get him for the right price, I want him. And let me start this because you know where I'm going with this. Me and you talked about this last night in the group chat. I had never even thought of it. the name that came available, and if you guys have been here in the podcast, you know how I've been saying, Bengals, offensive line, offensive line. But when you get that offensive line, Joe Burrow has looked his best, especially at LSU, when he has a go-to tight end. Absolutely. And the name that became available last night from the Philadelphia Eagles. He, so he's available Zach, in trade He's talks. available. I Zach didn't know that. Ertz. That's so good, dude. That, that to, I mean. His wife's hot. That connection would be. Safety blanket dude, all day. Dude, Zach Ertz would go the fuck off. And I looked into his contract. He signed through 2022, so it's not like you're trading away something for a guy that's going to leave after this year. Um, you know, he's, he's, his contract runs through 2022. That's long enough to get that well, thing turned and, around. And and then the, the other thing, too, is, like, you could probably get him for a third or a fourth right now, Ho- hopefully a fourth. And and he can block, too. And because let's, let's, let's say, exactly, if he goes to free agency, good chance you're not getting him. No. But if you can trade for him and convince him, and be like, dude, you got Joe Burrow thrown to you. I mean, you'd have you would have two years on his contract to convince him to to turn the thing around and get him happy with it. It just made to me that especially for I, a I'm just huge on the Bengals. Not uh, obviously getting the lines the biggest thing. It looks like the the defense still needs fixed. Um, but I just think after the line, man, a tight end. You guys need a tight end. Drew Sample's just not cutting it. He's looked better. He's good on screens. He, he's, he's, he's looked better. He's just not. He's, he's not just, Zach Ertz. He, yeah, right. he, he was never worthy of a second-round pick. Um, you can keep him. You still got him on a rookie contract. Let him well, yeah, block. he's a blocker. He can right. be your, yeah, he could be your blocking guy. Zach Ertz can go out and catch the ball. That's just that would, that would be match made in heaven, if you ask me. Phenomenal for me, especially if you can get him for a fourth. You know, you get into the third range, it's like, oh, shit, we could maybe find a solid, you know, offensive lineman there. Um, but, yeah, Zach Ertz would be – 100 because you asked that and i was like i guess i was thinking too much about this year i was like ah well not really anybody nobody's gonna come turn this shit around but it's like okay get Ertz, get him a half a year taylor's a good salesman if he's gonna stick around he can probably sell the guy at least he can't coach a fucking football game joe burrows would be the salesman i mean yeah so i would be all in on zach Ertz. um flip that into you know a couple years with him to, to get him to buy in and things could, could get rolling it's weird with how bad the Bengals are they're only a few smart decisions away from really having a chance to be right in it having a good year and the problem is do i trust the ownership in the front office well to make the, those the, smart the decisions? problem why they've lost those those close games is coaching we've said that i mean we got to stop giving the guy a bone he's in his second year here i mean if you want to give him a bone in those first years whatever i'm 
I'm not. I don't like the guy. I hate the guy. I think he's bad for Cincinnati. I think, um, actually, I and I told a, bu- a buddy of ours that I was going to quote him in here for a few weeks now. Alan Larrick said it the best when he said, the Bengals need a coach that's going to get in their ass. They don't need somebody who wants to be their friends. You know, they're, no. they're, you know, they're a young core. They need somebody that... Is going Structure. to bring bring out the best in them, and and you know, I, and I and I believe with that, and I think uh, Bienemy can do that. Um, I think uh, Mc, Mc, uh, Josh McDaniels can do that. I think there's a couple good. I think the uh, real energetic um, defensive coordinator from San Francisco Robert can do Soleil, that. I like yeah. him a lot. Let so let's let's go into that because I seen Ace Boogie and Zim Hude, a couple guys I follow on uh, Instagram and Twitter, run a Bengals podcast. Um, they're calling for Jim Harbaugh. They want Jim Harbaugh. His his contract with Michigan expires after this year. They want Jim Harbaugh to come be the de facto general manager and head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm very, very conflicted on that because I'm not a Harbaugh at Michigan guy, as I've stated in here repeatedly. They have said Jim Harbaugh to Cincinnati. And I just don't let's know stay, how to let's feel Let's stay about on that topic, but we have some breaking news here. The Cowboys just cut Don Terry Poe and cornerback Dar- uh, Daryl Worley. So, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind a look at Don Terry Poe in Cincinnati. Um, I don't know if the Bengals are there, man. I don't. I don't. I don't think these are the. I don't know. You have Reader. This is why you can get rid of Geno. Well, you don't well, need to bring in a defense. Reader's tackle. out. Though. Yeah, just, but you don't. You're I'm not, talking about this year just for rotation. Yeah, but you're not going anywhere this year. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? It, you want to you want to get a low pick because you want to get so. And I know it. Oh sucks. yeah, for it sure. Fucking sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Oh no, I'm full. I, I don't want to win anymore. I'm out. Uh, but when you look at the, I like to beat Pittsburgh once. Right. When you look asshole. at the schedule, Pittsburgh twice, Baltimore, Tennessee. Who else is on there? Uh, the Giants. I'm going to the Bengals Giants game. I'm yeah. going to the game in the COVID era. I mean, you got the Giants, so Jets. I mean, you there. got you got games on there. You should win. You know, Washington. You know, but you're not getting in with six or seven. Yeah, you're not making it. So I don't understand don't that. don't don't go be some owner or GM's bitch by bailing them out of a big contract. The Bengals don't need to take on any big contracts right now because no, they need they need draft picks. The only reason we say Zach Ertz is because how valuable he could become. If you get Don Terry, Don Terry Poe, Poe for the rest of the year, who cares? Well, he'd, he would probably be cheap. I'm just yeah, saying but, for rotation, yeah, but I'm you're just, right. Yeah, I mean, you at know, the end of the day, it doesn't get really draft matter. picks. You need draft. Don't give up draft picks. Go get draft picks. That's why it was also impressive that well, we they got, got cut. His, you wouldn't have to give up anything. Is what oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But I'm saying guys like that. But, but back to Harbaugh, man. Yeah, don't uh, trade away any draft. Har- I will say Harbaugh appears to be a better. Pro coach than he does a college coach. Uh, he, I mean, he, dude, he was doing he great. Th- he was doing great things with San Francisco. He went to a Super Bowl. I, the, maybe the thing, I'm just the, the thing that I would take take me off of him. I doubt that Mike Brown's given up that much power, and he well, would want all of it. Mike Brown has given up a lot of power. Most of the day to day stuff is out of his hands now. But will his daughter and her husband, who were kind of running the show, do that? Probably not. It was just weird. It was just funny that that was a name brought up because I've been bitching about Harbaugh at Michigan for four years now, and they're talking about, like, <laughs> how, how bad would that kind of suck to think, like, oh, he left Michigan. Okay, like, we're going to get somebody else. Oh, shit, he's coming to the Bengals. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we'll have plenty more on the on the coaching search there. I will say. Yeah, and the trade deadline is Monday. I, I want to say it's the same day as Election Day. Yeah, Tuesday? So it's not Monday. Is Tuesday, it? right? The 3rd? Third yeah, or fourth? Tuesday. So it's Tuesday, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think it. I think it's the third or the sometime fourth. next oh, week. Yeah, we know that really sometime next week. next week we're going to see. Uh, kind of staying on the trade deadline, man. Here, Browns, Browns, and then we'll get we'll jump into the game after this. You know, here at the uh, 
the trade deadline, um, there's actually been rumblings I, that I sent you guys here that the Browns could be in on Adam Thielen. That's um, intriguing. It's Kevin an, Stefanski. It, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the it makes sense, the connection's there. But I, I will say this. I, I'm not 100% sold on that um, just because – well, we'll talk about Baker here in a minute. But I would rather them not give up a second to get Thielen or a third to get Thielen. How about we bring Brashad Perriman back who was – be a lot cheaper. Well, and absolutely looked insane with Baker Mayfield. He was a, a – that was his deep threat. Well, he was going to resign. <laughs> then they got Odell. Yeah. And then and he was like, all right, I'm not going to get the rest of the right. Okay. So, and then, or what about bringing Damian Ratley back? Um, he is on the uh, Houston. Is that the Hard Knocks guy? No, oh. no. But he just he just does everything. He's kind of like Hodge. You know, it's just a guy that Baker finds these nobodies, and that's who he looks his best with. Like, again, we'll get to that in a minute. Or uh, Derek Willies, you know. But I don't want them to go spend a bunch of their draft picks on a big name. So I'm not 100% in on Thielen. I'm more in on Viking safety Anthony Harris. We need some safety help. I'm in for I'm in for linebackers. How about Avery Williamson? You know, um how about fuck, how about Stefan Gilmore? Let's put him next to Denzel Ward. Is he on the trade? Yeah, apparently. How about Stefan Gilmore on the other side of Denzel Ward? Who Denzel would, Ward just had a great game. P- please don't do that. <laughs> you know, what about Greedy um, Williams? Does he suck or something? He's just something nerve in his shoulder or something. Oh that's yeah, that's right. right. He can't get healthy. That's right. Um, you know, although I like Money Mitch, Terrence Williams or Terrence Mitchell over there. I, I just think the if the Browns are going to focus on something, let's focus in on defense. We don't necessarily have to replace. Um, uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. because of how this offense is, is raining such a heavy because they're loaded at tight end. Austin Hooper, we just seen the rookie Harrison Bryant emerge this weekend. Had a good game. David Njoku had a good game, and you still have Jarvis. You still have uh, Rashad Higgins. You, you know, you still have Carell uh, Hodges. Donovan People Jones, what a game. You mother. Yeah, <laughs> you're Michigan boy. But, and he Why looked, would he big, do that he looked to me? big out there, man. I didn't, I, he looked bigger than 6'2. He played a lot bigger. I've said this since you guys got him, man. He just never had, he was a number one recruit in his, his, class coming out of high school for a reason he just had yeah. shit quarterbacks his whole time in let's, Michigan. Let's, let's talk about this game man i mean let's not sit here i mean we got to shit on each other here but what a great game we don't have to shit on each other but we can both look each other in the eye and be like both of those defenses were fucking terrible both of those defenses <laughs> were fucking terrible and that's and that's the thing too and both of those quarterbacks were great i mean we well, it was so I, weird there's, a, there, there's not a whole lot of burrow haters right now but let's admit that there are a fuck ton of baker haters right now and i was last just last week i was out on baker well this is that's what i want to get into so we start this game Bengals get the ball drive down the field they're about to score throws it burrow throws a, a bad pass it's tipped at the goal line pick by in the Ward. End zone yeah i'm pissed i'm like he fucking sucks <laughs> i'm like he fucking does this shit all the time he needs to work on his decision making blah 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 whatever then the browns get the ball you're already a little frustrated at baker from the week before he comes in his first pass attempt is picked off by darius phillips and you're yeah. like god damn he's 0 for 5 you're like you're tweeting like well, get him off the well, fucking and field then on, and then on that play he throws a i don't know if he tried to hit back shoulder or what but the it was just very inaccurate um and then odell beckham jr tears his acl on that same play trying to make a play it looked like maybe he tore it before it was hit because it just didn't – the whole thing yeah, was weird. It didn't really look that <clears throat> bad. Yeah, and then Baker in that first quarter goes 0 for 5. And I remember texting Austin. Austin and I are Browns fans. We text every game like, fuck this. Go get Matt Ryan. I don't care if there's a You're 70 million You're tweeting, get cap. Baker off the field. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> the second quarter starts and Baker doesn't throw an incompletion. 
Like the rest of the game, except for a spike. Except for a spike and just fucking lights the Bengals up. And you I did know, a 180. And, <laughs> oh, comes. dude, um, he looks so good. What the fuck? And then you know, and you're gonna have you're gonna have Bengals fans say, "Oh, it's the Bengals defense." That's okay because guess what? Burrow looked good. It was the Browns defense. <laughs> we just said neither defense looked good. Yeah, and Burrow played and a he, really good defense in Baltimore and looked like shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is it is what it is. That comes with the territory, but. Yeah, I mean, Burrow starts like I mean, I, me and you looked at each other. We said, "Whoever's got the ball last is going to win this game." I didn't know that meant with <laughs> fucking forty seconds left and no timeouts. God damn it! Uh, but the strange thing, man, and and it's just weird. How does someone look so much better without a Pro Bowl receiver on the field? I, I don't get it. it Baker it, Mayfield is one hundred percent better without Odell Beckham. And all of a sudden, here comes. Rookie Baker Mayfield. And and I get it. I know it's just the Bengals. Let's see more. I agree. Let's see more. But there's things to it. If you're a Browns fan, the accuracy, where the, the accuracy came back out of nowhere. The the touchdown pass to Njoku. Only Njoku makes that catch. The uh That was a per- that was good defense. That was just a great perfect defense. Throw. It was a perfect there's throw. Just no it's, defense it's a for throw a you throw. seen you haven't seen Baker make since his rookie year. And then uh with the minute six left, no timeouts left, he throws a, a high ball to uh Richard Higgins, who had over a hundred yards, and he puts it up high to where only Higgins can make the play. Fuck that. So the accuracy, you're seeing the accuracy, and then you're like, man, this this is crazy. You know, what what are they gonna do? They're gonna kick the field goal, they're gonna tie it. And then he makes one of the best throws I've ever seen him make, a back shoulder throw right past uh, Phillips. Right through his fucking hands. Phillips should have picked that. And the rookie, Donovan Peoples-Jones, tiptoes the sideline and the Browns win the game. You just you, – and you know what I'm talking about because I always – me and you always talk about this. It's just like how – okay. The game wasn't over at that point, though, because the Browns did that little short kick. Burrow yeah. got that bitch to the end zone. If that ball would have bounced up, AJ He kind of short-armed it a little bit. He only threw that about 49 yards. He got into the end zone. No, it didn't. It tipped before the end zone. I want to watch that again. Yeah, I thought it tipped it. right at the front that, of the that's, end zone. that's no knock. But um, have you ever seen this before? All of a sudden, your accuracy's back. All of a sudden, you, you can make plays because you don't have a big-time receiver on the field. I don't get it. It's well, weird. It, it, it it's – one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It's just, I don't, and I was, you know, we had talked about it and I was tweeting. I don't know if, if Baker feels pressured to force it to Odell because, you know, Odell does have a loud personality. Um, not all the time. Sometimes it's overblown. Sometimes it's a real thing. I don't know if he forces the ball to him too much. I don't know if Baker goes through his first read and his first read's not there. So he finds Odell and just chucks it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but something makes Baker Mayfield a much better quarterback without Odell. It's one of the weirdest things I've seen. The 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 stats on it are are staggering. Just you know, because they've got a year of Baker without him. They've got games that he's missed last year and, and all what, that stuff. Just on, on what you said right there, let me tell you the stats because the stats are brought up. With Odell Beckham Jr., Baker has a fifty nine point seven uh completion rating, um thirty two touchdowns um, to 27 interceptions in 22 games. Without Odell Beckham Jr. in 15 games, he has a 65.6% completion rating. He has 32 touchdowns to only 15 interceptions. It's Dude, it's fucking weird. Did Baker listen to us last week? Did he listen to Locker Room Talk Uncut he, last he, week? He might have. But and, and I know you, you've mentioned this a little bit, and this is my thing with Baker. I have noticed there is a cycle with Baker. 
okay? And I, 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 I've always been a, a pretty much a Baker fan, never, never a big Baker hater. This is what I want to see out of Baker going forward. It's kind of like a cycle. He'll play a good team. He'll play like shit. Everybody starts shitting on him. Coward, Bengals fans, mm-hmm. everybody starts shitting on him. He plays a bad team, looks really, really damn good. You know, he's the underdog and all that shit. And then he plays another good team and it looks bad. I'm not taking – I can't take away from his performance, whether or not it was the Bengals defense or not. It's an NFL defense. Mm-hmm. And he played one of the best quarterback performances I've <laughs> really ever seen for three quarters. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I cannot knock him for that. My thing on it is, because I know you guys were like teetering, are you on the Baker train, are you off? Obviously, he did a lot last week to, to lean you maybe Bring back you toward back his it. side. Yeah. yeah, I want to see him do it against a good team. Yeah. And maybe now, and blessing in disguise, as you may have said about Odell tearing his ACL. Yeah. he's So any, any good, I don't know the, re, the remainder of their schedule. I know they got Vegas this week. Um, but they're going to have some good teams to play. They're going to have another game with Pittsburgh. They're going to have another game with Baltimore, correct? Yeah. Yep. So I, I want to see how he does in those games. Yeah. I'm not knocking him, but is it he, – he has a bit of a reputation of a guy that beats up on bad teams mm-hmm. and doesn't beat good teams. So, And I'm not saying he has to have another crazy-ass performance like this because yeah. those performances just don't happen like that. Yeah. But I want to see him be that confident, accurate, stand-in-the-pocket, make-the-throw guy against a good team, and, and I won't say anything else about it. And, but and, as of right now, I just feel like he kind of beats up on the weaker kids. And, and, you know? I, and I agree with everything you said. But he got that retep- that uh, that reputation as a rookie, because not even last year was he beating up on the bad teams. That's very true. Yeah, and and Which, I, I chalk and, last year up to Freddie Kitchens. I just, yeah, I'm. I, just, ju- I'm I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I agree with everything you said, except last year he couldn't even beat up on the bad teams, and then all of a sudden, fucking Odell come goes down. And he has his best game he's had in over a year. Well, now we this question that's come up since then. Now we will have our answer. Yeah, oh, it, we it's get it's going to play out through the the next nine weeks of the season or whatever whatever it is. Uh, so, what they go Vegas and they go on a buy, right? Correct, yeah. and and in that buy they get there. It looks like during the buy they get Chubb and they get Wyatt Teller back. Okay, so yeah, I mean, and that that might have been the best game of the week, man. It was it was weird. Oh, it was a great game. That and, was fun. We even we even had to, you know, hit fist there at the end, you know, like the respect thing. Our uh, our buddy Mark, he thought he was gonna get, <laughs> he thought he was gonna get a slick one in, man. Uh, my my uh, son and his son are best friends, and and uh, he comes over and the Bengals score with the you know that minute six left, and he was like, I wasn't gonna come in if they didn't score. So he he came in to rub my face and shit. You know, and watch the Bengals win, <laughs> and Baker goes down and pulls that shit off with a minute six left with no timeouts. And fucking Zach Taylor called a pretty good offensive game. I'll give him that. He I'm, did. I, we're selling. We probably should talk about this earlier. We're selling merch. We got shirts and everything, but but we have a fire Zach Taylor shirt or hoodie available. Let me ask you sale. this though. He did. He did call a good game against a bad defense, and this yes. isn't taken. This isn't towards Burt. Obviously, it's towards Burt. This is towards Zach. Uh, His play calls just didn't look he totally was, stupid. He was five wide a lot, which I think is one of the ways to play Cleveland. But you didn't st- you didn't see him run the ball. I know Mixon didn't play. Yeah, Gio you know, never got going. So do you are, do you do you wish he would have still ran it more to open it up, or are you okay because because if, you can't go five wide against everybody against everybody like you can the Browns? If Mixon were in the game. I would probably be more upset about the way the running game was used. 
Gio just didn't seem to get it going. He can. He can give you a couple good games in relief, but I, I, I'm, I'm fairly happy with it. I'm not – I'm not exonerating Zach Taylor. I still want him to be fired. We're still selling fire Zach Taylor shirt. Shout out to Jake. Uh, he got his before mine even shipped, and I ordered a sample. Like as soon as I designed the shirt, I was like, "Order a sample." And this fucker bought it the next day and got it before me. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, though, he's the head coach of this football team, and the the loss of that game should fall squarely on his shoulders. But I am fully fully after these last two weeks on the fire Lou Anarumo train as well because he blew a 21-point lead to the Colts, and that's on him and Taylor. He blew this with the to the Browns. I mean, no timeouts, nothing. Their, their whole coaching staff has it's, to It's go, just man. bad. It's the just, whole, the yeah. whole staff is bad. Right, right. It it's just, a bunch of dudes that are in I, over their head. Jim Turner's a fucking moron. He's the offensive line coach. He's just Taylor's buddy from back in the day. Lou Anarumo was like their 13th choice. Dude, Don, Dom Capers turned the Bengals down before they hired Lou Anarumo. Dom Capers is like 90 fucking years old. <laughs> like, it, it's, that's, it, the th- that's the thing, though. It's, it's there. It's like I said, the turkey's on the table. You have, you have Joe Burrow. I love the fact that they're adding these linemen. You know, I, I think that that's a great thing. I just don't think that they should be the coaches going forward. I they think definitely should. None you, of them, you know, top to bottom. So, you know, so it, it, they could go out and draft fantastic, but if you're fucking, what is it now? One 13 and one and, and one possession games, one 12 and one, one 12 and one, it'll be one 13 and one soon. I'm sure. Um, it's just that that's coaching. And people are trying to sell that. Uh, shout out to Ronnie Crane. If he listens to this, he was, he was commenting on there and, and it's not a shot at him or anything. We can, we can disagree, but he said, well, you know, they're, they're in every game. I was like, yeah, well, they were in every game last year. He's like, well, isn't his record better this year than it was last year? I'm like, well, no, not yet. Um, and, you know, it's the, the Marvin Lewis era, we were a, a mediocre team. Three and four wins isn't okay. But, but no, like, no, not th- okay. no, not at all, especially after being in so many close games last year. Now, if he comes in and we're winning a bunch of close games and the tide changes, it's like, okay, maybe he got a little bit better. He figured out what he was doing. But that, that excuse is up. He's not the guy. The experiment yeah. needs to end. The jig is fucking up. He's not the guy. Lou Anarumo's not the guy. Jim Turner's not the guy. Darren Simmons is not the guy. The, the whole staff from top to bottom needs to come in. The Bengals need to let them go. Say, look, I've got Joe Burrow. I've got T. Higgins. I've got Joe Mixon. I've got Jesse Bates, who's one of the Jesse Bates is nice. He's damn near the best safety in the league. He's up he's, there. He's close. He's so top, I, top 10. I've sure. got DJ Reader here. I've got this linebacking core that is actually showing some part. I've got pieces. Where's my established coach? You guys can, need some pass rushers. Yeah, we need a lot of pass rushers. Hopefully yeah. Hubbard can come back. I like Hubbard. Yeah, I like Hubbard. Um, but, and hopefully Dunlap being traded kind of starts that transition of a new Lawson gets in there and he's like, okay, of, now you're the guy here. Yeah, yeah. Good. Now, it's a perfect opportunity for Lawson. Your contract's up. Dunlap's out of your way. Go be the guy. Now let's get – now, like I said, let's let's get some picks. Geno, gone. John Ross, gone. Sean Williams, gone. Like, let's – I don't – take anything for John Ross. What, he's literally just costing you money. Yeah. Like, he, like just trade him. T- yeah. Send out a, an email to all 31 teams say, hey, I got John Ross out here going to the highest bidder. Oh, the highest bidder is a fucking sixth rounder? Okay, take him. Take your chance. Right. Whatever. He, need, he needs new. The Bengals don't need him. I mean, So do all that, but the, the Bengals can say, hey, and if they play that right, they can say, here are all these young pieces I have. Here's all the draft capital I have. Let me find, an, let me find a solid, good head coach with a resume. Josh McDaniels, to me, has a resume. He won a playoff game with Tebow. 
let's come to an agreement on how much control that they can have that they want. If the coach wants too much, okay, I understand it. But you got to give them some. You have everything in front of you to where you can go get a coach that knows what the fuck he is doing and bring it in and completely change the culture of this place. And that's and that's part of what I've been telling you why you need to get rid of these guys. Say you say you get rid of three more guys and now you're going into the draft with fucking 10, 11, 12 draft round picks. Your quarterback's already established. That is a place where a, a, a good coach is going to be like, damn. The, the quarterback's new there. I mean, we have a, a great quarterback, and I got 10 first-round picks. Like, holy shit, you know? So Yeah, yeah. You, it's not very hard for the Bengals to paint a good picture to a quality coaching candidate. I know you're real high on Benemy. I'm kind of scared just because I'm coming off the – Benemy's the guy, man. I'm coming off – well, I think, for one, he's going to Houston with Deshaun Watson. I think so, too. But, but I think – I'm also a little scared of the he's worked under an offensive genius guy but never really called the plays type yeah, guy. Yeah, but this isn't Sean McVay, man. This isn't Sean McVay. But, but this is years and years, years of Andy Reid. Years Reed. and years and years So and I get that, years. too. But Doug, I, Doug Peterson was an Andy Reid guy, and he has a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he's – been really bad since then but he, he has, has a super, super bowl, bowl. <laughs> um, i'll give up the next 10 years for a super bowl this year yeah i would too i'd probably give up my left fucking foot but so i i don't know i i keep thinking josh mcdaniels i don't know why i just keep thinking josh mcdaniels but he yeah, I, is I like he ever it. gonna fucking actually leave new england he, he's going he's going he's going to this year he i mean he went to fucking if he gets a chance he's gone no brady there he's gone i guess that makes sense but too. there's no there's no point in sticking around now yeah, that's true. I think that's kind of on its way out. But let's that, stay that at the NFL be before guy. we transition over to the Buckeyes. Your top five. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's start at the bottom. Your bottom five teams in the NFL right now. Thirty second in order or just yes. Okay. Thirty second. Um. Yeah. Thirty second. Thirty first. Thirty. Okay. Twenty nine. Twenty eight. Who's your bottom five? Start at thirty two. Who is the worst team in the NFL? Thirty two is the Jets. Okay. They just suck, right? They're just terrible. Adam Gase is a fucking moron. I don't know how he still has a job. Nobody wants to play there. It's just bad. Number the, the 31st best team. Who? I'm sorry, worst team. 30 Yeah, so 31st, I would probably go with the Giants. I think there's just two really bad things going on in New York right now. Yeah. Um 30? <laughs> That's nothing to cheer on there. Yeah. There's nothing to cheer on there. Their football team suck. The Yankees lost. Half the city's covered in shit and riots. There's <laughs> just nothing good in New York. Um, so so that's my bottom three, and then I gotta go with the Bengals. I still think they're Bengals down there in the, the Bengals are third in the bottom of bottom fucking ranks. Um, and then after that, coming in at number five, or I guess the best oh, of yeah, the yeah. bottom five, yeah, the best of the worst. The, the best of the worst um, is probably Houston. I mean, because I feel like Houston. I just seen a thing a saying better. the Packers might be in uh, Will Fuller. I think that, that would be fun to watch. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, right. that would probably be my bottom. So five. mine's kind of similar. I have the Jets as the worst team. I have the uh, Giants as the second worst team. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are pretty as bad the third team. worst team. Um, and then I have the uh, Dallas Cowboys as the fourth worst team. That's true too. I, I, just, I, I didn't they, think of those two. They're pretty. I, th- I think bad. they're. I think they need to do kind of what I think the Bengals should do: give up on their coach and just say, "Hey, it didn't work. Let's let's find something else." <laughs> yeah, they 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 definitely could. Mike McCarthy's not. It's not working out. And I want to. We we. I was on Facebook. Shannon Banger actually left this comment today, and and I agree with him. 
How in Dallas did Andy Dalton take that nasty-ass, vicious hit to the head, and nobody on that team did anything? That was soft as fuck. And then Zeke's like, well, we already got a lot of guys injured, so why go get in a fight? It's like, no, dude, that was fucked up. Somebody should have gotten that dude's ass. Fuck John Bostick. And then my last team, the fifth-worst team, I actually think is the um, uh, Minnesota Vikings. God, there's a lot of bad fucking yeah, teams I, this year. I actually think, think the Bengals. I actually think the Bengals are one of the best worst teams because they've been in so many games. I don't know That's if true. the Bengals are as bad as we think. The Bengals are bad. I think Zach Taylor's just as bad. I as think. We think he I is. think Zach Taylor's bad. I think obviously the offensive line's bad. I think the defensive coordinator's bad. But I think as players, I think. Joe Burrow's good. I think they have some great weapons there. I think they're in a lot of games. I think that uh, they need a pat. They need pass rushers. Um, I think the secondary. They they. I will. I'm interested to see what happens when Trey Wayne's get back, just because I like Jesse Bates and I like Should've William Jackson the third. Um, I just think there's some missing pieces there. But the Bengals have been in every game. Except now, for Baltimore, yeah. Right. But, but even then, when they played Baltimore, the defense – Lamar had his worst game Lamar as a pro. One, yeah, one of his worst games. So, I don't, his worst so game. even then, I don't think the Bengals have been terrible. That's um, true. I, so, that's – I don't know. I just, I'm just more cynical, I, I think. And I, and, I, so and I get that. Invested. I get that. Um, I just think that uh, they, they need their voice, you know. They need another – Burrow needs his second year to be more comfortable in a – NFL system to get his decision making better because honestly in that game against the Browns last week it shouldn't have even gotten to that because Burrow threw a pass to Money Mitch God. that hit him right in his hands that it hit him in his hands like there, three there times. wasn't no defense stopping the other team it was the so easiest the Browns pick. go up by you know two possessions there but it that didn't happen you know but and I think those I will be, those it, will those will be decisions next year that Burrow don't make. I wonder on that play if it was a wrong route by AJ or just something fucked up. He was just but he put the ball by by himself. Um, Um, This just came to me though. I didn't mean to cut you off, but outsider looking in, I've been wrestling with this internally for a while. Same roster right now that the Bengals have. Mm-hmm. Marvin Lewis is still the head coach. Are they, they better? They win they a few more games. I, I think, think so. They win a few more I games. think so too. And I talked a lot of yeah. shit about and, Marvin. And not only that, Marvin brings in better coaches. Yeah, his assistants. His assistants are, are better and. Uh, some better decision making is going on there. I think I think Zach Taylor is the the worst uh, coach in the NFL. Is he worse than Adam Gase? Oh, okay, okay. Who's a second? I'm not defending him, but is second he? worst. Yeah, I thought it's I'd still bad. Worst. He's uh, there's only a few head coaching jobs that come open, and the Bengals should be one. Be of one them. of them. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, but like I said, on the other hand, I don't I don't think they're 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 that bad just because they've been in every game. Now our top five. Um, our top five teams. This is where <laughs> it gets interesting for me, and I'll go first here, and then you go second. My top team. I actually have the Super Bowl defending champions. I think the Chiefs are all that. I don't care what they look like now. You have number one, or are we going five to number one? one? Okay, number one, best team right now. They just added Le'Veon Bell. The Chiefs. I just until proven otherwise, and I know they lost to the Raiders, but you've seen when they wanted to play a game, like when they wanted to play Baltimore, what they can do. Yeah. Um, second best team in the league. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I, this is a close one with Pittsburgh, who I have at three. I just like uh, I like Tampa's quarterback a little bit better. He's the better older quarterback, although Ben's also great. Um, 
I, I, I like, I mean, who doesn't like Mike Evans, fucking Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, and then they just added Antonio, uh, Antonio I'm Brown. I'm so interested in the Antonio Brown yeah. thing because the last I heard from Antonio Brown, he was throwing a bag of candy dicks at cops. That's the <laughs> last thing I remember. The now Bucks defense, man, that, that fucking linebacker from uh, LSU, uh, White. Uh, Devin White. Devin White, fucking amazing. The, the defense is the, their defense is nice and a bit a, a bit underrated, um, and then obviously Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. Um, Fuck Pittsburgh, but yeah. God, they're good. <laughs> um, my fourth team. This is where you can you can go however many ways. I still think the fourth uh, best team in the NFL is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they, I just think they got a little too behind there in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is that good. Um, but you've seen in the second half they found something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether that was, you know, with Henry or Tannehill or the defense started playing better. Um, and then rounding out my top five is going to be the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Devontae Adams played huge. Aaron Rodgers is good. Um, a lot of people would have Seattle there, not me. I, I said, I've been saying I think they're suspect. Their defense can't stop anybody. Russell Wilson is great, and he's made up for a lot. But when he was bad, like he was bad on Sunday night throwing three picks um, he because he looked terrible from the blitz. Like the Cardinals were sending blitzes, and he didn't know where it was coming from. And Russell Wilson was throwing the ball straight to the, the Cardinals guys. Um, so that keeps Seattle out of my top five. Okay, Your so top five. One, I am with you on the Chiefs. Until proven otherwise, they are the Kansas City Chiefs. You drop a game to Oakland in a division game, not going to concern me too well. You still have Patrick Holmes. You still have Travis Kelsey. You still have Tyreek Hill. You still have Andy Reid calling the plays. They haven't done enough to make me move them down a slot. Number two is where we we get different. It pains me to say it. The second best team in the NFL is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. Their defense is fucking great. James Conner's looking good. He's staying healthy. Chase Claypool's emerging as a star, which is going to help open up Juju because Juju's not a number one. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not a number one on a team without another. I'm threat. not sure he's a fucking two there. And yeah, I was talking to a Steelers fan, Kenny, and he don't think that they're going to resign Juju, and I don't think they need to. Yeah, and he's a dickhead anyway. Um, three, I'm going to go Tampa. Um, Brady settling in. Gronk looks like he's getting back in playing shape. It's taken him a couple weeks. Um, He's got a couple touchdown catches. That defense is good. Uh, As you mentioned, Devin White. uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. has been a hell of a steal. Man, he's been nice. um, Coming out of Minnesota. I think he's been solid. So, so yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs, Pittsburgh, Tampa. um, And then I'm actually with you at four with, uh, with Tennessee. I I wasn't a Tannehill believer. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was a, the Titans should sign Tom Brady and let Tannehill go guy. Yeah. And it's hard to say. Tannehill looks like he's been worth the money so far. And Derrick Henry, I mean, they gave Derrick Henry the ball with like four seconds left in that one game, just trying to <laughs> grind it out to get to overtime. And he damn near won him the game. Um, their defense is playing solid. I think Clowney's making impact plays there that just don't show up in the stat sheet. Right. And that's, that's, what he does. that's something he's been doing a lot for his career there. Um, so there's that. And then uh, rounding out my top five, this may be a little bit weird. The Green Bay Packers are about to get hot. That's who I just had, Green Bay. Oh, yeah, that was your fifth, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. well, okay, so we flipped a couple. Um, but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to – the Aaron Rodgers thing is going to be fun, man, because I think he's going to play good enough to keep that job for a few more years. Yeah. And do they go to Jordan I Love? I don't know how or, long you're going to let Jordan Love sit. Or, how, or do – 
Rodgers will force his release. He'll call Minnesota. He'll do the Brett Favre. He'll say, get rid of Kirk Cousins. I'm going to come fuck Green Bay up for a couple of years. <laughs> and he'll do it. Or he'll go to yeah, Chicago go to or something. Yeah, yeah. Go to the Bears. Yeah, so so that's 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 my top five. I'm comfortable with that. I, <laughs> Same top five as mine. I hadn't really thought about I mean, how you many got fucking other... bad teams there were until we were asked to rank them. Dude, holy <laughs> shit. I mean, you got – and you do have other good teams up there, man. You do have teams like the Cardinals where, I, you know, I'm not exactly sure – you know where they're at at yet um cardinals i mean i'm sure people are uh, one team we forgot was baltimore you know i mean uh, lamar is not throwing the ball well man he's going to they'll have a good regular season he's going to get exposed in the playoffs again yeah so so baltimore and obviously seattle you know seattle baltimore um arizona um Buffalo's uh, the last two weeks have looked like shit to me shit what the bears are what 5 and 2 yeah I, I, their offense yeah, I don't trust not, their offense. It's not going to do. I don't it. trust. I mean, because if you say the Bears, then you got to say the Rams, who just dusted them. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm not sure either one of those there. I think, I think the top five. I, well, I think the top three is, is set stone. I think it's Chiefs. You know, um, and, and however you want to flip it, I think right. it, you know Chiefs, Bucks, and and um, Steelers. You know, so obviously, and there's other like I said, Saints. Saint, we've seen Saints are four and two, and they had a, like one game with Michael Thomas. Yeah, you know, yeah, so that that whole situation. Who, it looks like weird. he might be on the trade block. This is going to be a weird, weird uh, uh, trade. Yeah. Let's see what what was it called? Deadline. Deadline. It's going to be a weird deadline. So and, I don't know. And sticking to the NFL, I want to shout out uh, a group that I actually got you in yesterday. It's called Big Rigs Sports Breaks. Um, yeah. I got at it. I was like, what the fuck is a sports break? I didn't really know. Yeah. And I start looking around. I was like, okay, this guy has signed jerseys that he raffles off. So I'm looking around one night. I said, fuck it. I'm going to get into one. He's giving away a Tyler Board jersey. I really like Tyler Board. He may be my favorite bingo right now. It's 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 up there between him, Burrow, and Mixon. But I really, really like Tyler Board. So he's giving them away. He said, 15, 15 bucks a spot. There's going to be seven spots. If I draw your number, you win. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Fuck it. Here's 30 bucks. Give me two spots. I win. He does a free drawing after that. For a uh, Trayvon Diggs signed Alabama jersey, he said, for anybody that's new to this group that, that participates in one of these drawings, sends us the money, we'll put you on a free one just as a welcoming thing. I win that one too. So I win two signed jerseys. They come with um, the boy jerseys got a, a Beckett Sports certification. I looked up the serial number. It was witnessed by a professional signed by Tyler Boyd in Pittsburgh, where he's from in July of 2020. And uh, uh, I think it's called an SOJ certification for the Trayvon Diggs jersey. So Yeah, because you just got these today and they look badass. I, I won them, I think, Monday night. And they showed up today on Wednesday. Yeah, so he shipped them out to me really quick. And I 30 bucks into this whole thing. So I look forward to doing that. If you guys are interested in it, holler at me. I can get you added to the Facebook group. He's got a signed Chad Johnson jersey I'm going to try to get my hands on. I know you're in on a signed yeah. NFL debut Grady, helmet Grady, for Grady, Grady Williams. Grady Williams helmet, and Jarvis jersey. I mean, there's a, and, and, and you got some bad shit and on And it's there, been man. verified and legit. I got a bunch of buddies that do memorabilia. I was asking them about it. I said, look at this number. And he's like, yeah, you can run it yourself. It's legit. So shout out to him. His name's Charlie Riggin. I've been talking to him a lot. He got me into the group. Uh, he lets us uh, talk about the podcast in the Facebook room, too. So if you guys are interested in any of that kind of stuff, it makes great gifts. Uh, maybe we'll win something cool to give yeah. away here. Uh, yeah. So if you, if you guys want to do that, check that out. I wanted to put that in there and just shout him out real quick. All right. Yeah. So um, let's go this to the to the college NFL uh, week one of the Big Ten. Um, Buckeyes look good. good. To have it back, Buckeyes look good. Uh, Michigan looks good. Indiana looks good. Um, <laughs> they got away with one man. I don't think that dude got in. <laughs> I think he did. I think he got Ooh, in. I think man. he got in. I think it was just too close to change the yeah. call on the field. Uh, Buckeyes look good. I mean, they start out 
fucking Nebraska goes right down the field on them. I'm like, holy shit, you guys see that? I told you, I said they're going to go on like a sixty to nothing run. After yeah, this. I mean they just do what they do. Nebraska sucks. Yeah, they just they just have to do what they did, man. Fucking, um, the one thing I, I I seen was Fields ran a lot. I mean, but man, he threw some passes that just was just in stride. I mean, and they just dropped in the bread basket. Um, defense uh, that McCaffrey from the from Nebraska is going to be a problem for years to come uh it's Christian McCaffrey's brother he's the uh, backup quarterback there at Nebraska but they use him for all kinds of shit um Garrett Wilson the receiver for the Buckeyes who who went to college where Baker went to college at and uh, I'm sorry went to high school where, where Baker went to high school at in Texas uh, he's a fucking dog, man. That that dude is 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 legit. Obviously, you got Chris Olave and Buckeyes are on a roll, man. Um, the one thing that I will I will mention is we just seen today that the Wisconsin and who's Wisconsin supposed to play this week? That game got moved. It got can, it got canceled, and they are not going to. They're not they're not going to replay it. I so well see. I knew their quarterback had COVID. He was out for twenty one they, days. They're shutting it down for a week. So the Wisconsin, I forget who they're playing. That is crazy. They are, and they're man. not going to reschedule it. So they're now Wisconsin's down to what six more games. I that, mean, that and how's hurts. that going to play into the playoffs? You know, yeah. like I, I have to wonder if that's the Buckeyes, and you don't reschedule it. Does that keep them out of the national championship? I think it absolutely could. I mean that's just. I mean, I'm, and even you. I mean, your your Wolverines looked really good this you know this past week. And yeah, and Ohio State looked good, but I just I never expect anything out of Nebraska. Um, but their game against Wisconsin is canceled. Yeah, it's Nebraska that was going to. Oh play yeah, Wisconsin yeah, yeah, yeah. Wisconsin week. Nebraska game. Um, so I, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I knew that the quarterback had COVID and he was out. But that is wild. I don't know what the implications of that would be. But it would be hard to argue. Let's say Ohio State has a game against like one of the weaker teams, Rutgers like, or like Rutgers, and it gets canceled. They run the table. They win the Big Ten championship. They're probably not going to hold that against them. The committee's probably going to be like, "Well, they would have beat the shit out of Rutgers." What Rutgers beat the shit out of Michigan State. That was awesome. Michigan State's uh, taking dude and shit. fuck their coach. I don't know his name, but he referred to Michigan plays uh, Michigan State Saturday. It's an in-state rivalry game. It's it's one of their bigger rivalry games, and he referred to Michigan as that school down the road. And I just think that's corny as fuck because that's like a ripoff of that team up north, which Ohio State uses, and I think that that's a classic, clever thing. He's like, the school down the street, you sound like a fucking clown. Um, He's new to the thing too, right? Because that's not D'Antoni. No, it's uh, yeah, it's like they had to interview like four dudes to get him to take over because there's so much shit going on at Michigan State. They're just, it's just bad. Yeah, they're bad, right? Um, That's right, the Rutgers did beat them. Rutgers beat them by like 11. It's crazy. That's Rutgers' first like Big Ten win in – (laughs) <laughs> a long time, um, but I just, I just, I, I would hate to see the Buckeyes or Michigan lose a game against, say, like a Penn State or you know another a Big Ten team. Yeah, you know the, what I mean. That, that could really, really matter. Right. Yeah, yeah, losing a game against Rutgers, and I think. Say, well, we're not going to reschedule it. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I was under the like looking at it, I was like, all right, if this happens, some mix a week, I guarantee that the people around the playoffs push it back. Well, yeah, th- that's fuck. the. F- that's the problem with how the Big Ten handled this. The Big Ten championship is a week after the end of the regular season this year. It's December 19th. The end of the regular season is December 12th. Yeah. So they, they've put, the Big Ten pushed things back so far that I don't think that they can ask the rest of college football to pause for them to make up games. Right. I think they just kind of fuck themselves on it. Yeah. Um, so that, that, is, that is weird. I, I did not know that that game was outright canceled. Yep. That's wild. That, that's... That's disheartening. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> I know you're. This is the first time you've uh, seen it, so you're kind of shocked by it. So, yeah, yeah. But I didn't talk know about that. your Wolverines, man. How they look? You know, I was surprised because you thought it was going to be a. I thought it'd be a tight game. Yeah. Um, I thought that there was a damn good chance Michigan could lose. Minnesota is a team with a lot of NFL talent. Who it's young though. It yeah. Appears to be a lot. Rashad of NFL Bateman's talent. a monster. Yeah. He almost went pro. He came back. Um, I expect it to be a close game. I always expect Michigan's defense to be pretty good, apparently, until they play Ohio State. Um, they showed the numbers. Don Brown's defense is the lowest it's been rated in the last, like, five years is 11. Um, and he, usually it's top five. Um, so I kind of expected that to be solid. Um, but the offense was a breath of fresh air from last year. I don't know if Joe Milton just fits Josh Gaddis's pro spread better. I don't know if maybe the team just had a, a, a transition from Harbaugh's like running a fullback old school football to this new spread because he kind of handed the keys over to Gaddis when he brought him from Alabama. I don't know what it is, but the offense was a breath of fresh air. There were big plays. There were were great designed plays, great RPO plays. I was very impressed with Joe Milton. He didn't blow me away, but I have been wanting to see Joe Milton play for a while, just since he came out of high school. He's got a fucking cannon. Well, when, you watch, when you watch Shea Patterson for a year, it gets tough. Well, I thought that that was going to be – no, I watched John O'Corn quarterback a team, okay? <laughs> um, so so the, the biggest shock to me was the offense. It had quick strike capability, uh, the run – from Zach Charbonnet, because the game got kind of weird. You know, they, they get the punt blocked right there at the beginning, and then here comes um, Minnesota putting up a touchdown right after it. I'm like, oh, shit. Michigan gets the ball back first play, 85 yards, I think, to the house by Zach Charbonnet. Awesome. Ronnie Bell's finding a stride. Chris Evans is back after being suspended last year. He's looking the same. Um, Milton is a big, big dude. He reminds me of Cam in that regard. He's big. He made all the throws that you needed him to make. He ran the ball pretty well. He's not overly fast, but he can run physically. He can run tough. And I was genuinely surprised that that game was so lopsided. That was just a shock to me. I thought it was going to be a tight game that we could have very well lose. Um, We could very well drop that game week one and and be disappointed. But I'm not going to get too high on anything because – I think Michigan can beat anybody on their schedule. I think they can beat Penn State. We just saw Indiana do it. Um, I think they can beat anybody on their schedule until December 12th against Ohio State, and that's the only game that it fucking matters. I think they're pro- <laughs> they, could, they could easily run the table. If they look like they looked Saturday, they could beat everybody on their schedule up until that last game of the year against Ohio State. So it's fun. I'm glad to have Michigan football back. It looks like it's going to be exciting. It looks like it's going to be a much better offensive product on the field than last year. That's all well and good. I can't wait to watch the game on noon Saturday and kick the shit out of Michigan State, laugh at little brother, all that stuff. That's all well and good. But I want to beat Ohio State. That's all Not I care happening. About. Not happening. That's all I care about is just beating the shit out of Ohio. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to beat the shit out of Win by one. I don't care. <laughs> so that that's it. But it I'm was just fun happy to watch. the Big Ten was back, man. It made. Yeah, it made, I've watched since football, college football has been back. I've watched the bigger games. You know, like your top five, top ten matchups that you've seen. You know, the Alabamas and Georgias. Those games are always fun to watch. But this past Saturday, waking up, turning on college game day. They're in Minnesota before the Michigan Minnesota game, knowing that there was going to be Big Ten football to watch that game. I watched Ohio State on Saturday at noon. Um, all of that good stuff. How excited was your dad? Oh, uh, he was man. He he felt good to have Big just, Ten football. He, back. Yeah, he was out over the moon excited. He like was 
when he thought the Big Ten was over, he was hurt, man. Like it's it's a different. I was like that sucks, but it's a different level with him. Cause oh yeah, he don't care. He it's don't, in his like, blood. Like, like you care about the Bengals more than you care about Michigan. Right. I care about the Browns more than I do the Buckeyes. But that that being said, we're still big Michigan and Ohio State fans. Yeah, but he but, yeah, lives I mean, and breathes right. the Buckeyes, and that's I made us a shirt on our merch shop. I've posted the link a couple times. For Ohio State fans, at the the quote that he my dad dropped when he came in last week, when Woody went for two up against Michigan in a forty to, or a fifty to fourteen blowout, and they said, "Why'd you go for two? He said, "Because I couldn't go for three. We got a shirt for that. Go to our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, wherever you follow us. Find that link, and that shirt's out there for you. Um, but he was, yeah, he was over the moon, excited. He always does a shot every time um, Ohio State scores during the game. He's usually pretty drunk. Yeah, I think <laughs> I. I I haven't heard from him since that game. I wonder if he's okay. No, I've talked to him. But um, so yeah, he he was happy, and it just feels it feels like college football is really back now. Yeah, it then, does. You know, it watching, took that watching the Ohio State game, and then you know through that you turn on the Khabib and Gagey fight. Let's talk I was about, about to that. go there. Yeah, man. What the fuck, Justin Gagey? What the fuck were you doing? How we sat up here? I sat up here and hyped that fight up, saying that was for like two it. months. You, you didn't even do anything that what got you to that fight, and then afterwards. You're so fucking excited. You're taking pictures and videos. It's like with out people. doing shots and shit, partying. Partying after that performance, and I know you just made a lot of money to fight Khabib, and and I get that part. But, dude, you you totally you like didn't a stick to know any game plan. You changed your fucking stance. You got choked you out are, by his legs. You are a boxer, and you changed your stance, and you were walking backwards, slapping at Khabib. I mean, this dude beat you with a fucking broken foot and then goes on the uh, Daniel Cormier uh, podcast and tells them that he, he was going to go for the arm bar, but he knew your mom and dad was watching and he didn't want to break you, literally break you in, in front of your parents. So he puts you in a fucking triangle, triangle choke and fucking chokes you out. You look like shit. You ought to be ashamed of that. So, dude, I'm ashamed to even fu- I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Yeah. I'm glad I got on a streaming app and fucking watched it <laughs> dude, because was, that was fucking terrible. I, so, I got like a similar to your basement. I got in my living room. I got the three TVs, you know, the big one and two mounted or whatever. And so, I'm like, alright, I'm going to watch this on my computer. I stream it and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute the, the TV and I'm going to listen to the fight audio. And I'm on this stream site. I'm watching it. It's coming through good. And then Everybody starts speaking Spanish. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. I, I, I didn't get an English stream. But, yeah, I'm so glad I didn't buy that. That was supposed to be hyped up. They put it at 2 o'clock on a fucking Saturday anyway. And then, and then after all that, Khabib retires. And I, I believe him. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. He's not Connor. Yeah, he, said, he said he told his mom that, you know, she didn't want him to fight without his dad doing his dad being there. And his dad recently died. And, yeah, I, I wish. He's 29-0. I wish he would go 30-0. That's what his dad asked for. He wanted to see him go 30-0. Oh, really? Um, so I wonder if that plays into anything, maybe like a like, like a big fight with maybe like George St. Pierre. Maybe, you know, hmm. I feel like that would, that would still be a good fight, even though I would like to see that in their, uh, uh, George's prime. prime. Um, but, I mean, maybe eventually down the road we get that, but I doubt it. Yeah, Khabib's a different dude. I think Connor retires for the money. Yep. Every now and then, yeah, could be could be don't care about the money because he's he says he's got plenty of it. Yeah, he, he and he's he's just he's just a different guy. His dad means absolutely that much to him, and it means that much to his fighting career. So when he said that, I believed it. Um, yeah, and then had, the, and then the last thing I want to talk about actually here 
And we don't talk about baseball a lot, but shout out to the Los Angeles Dodgers last night winning the World LA, Series. LA, baby, city of champions. It's, it's tough, you know what I mean? I just I thought we were going to be into baseball a lot more, and you know, and I know there's maybe people that want to hear us talk about it a lot. I more. was until the it's moment just hard when when when. And I know the Reds went to the playoffs and the Indians went to the playoffs, but when you know that they're not really contenders per se, it's tough. I don't know. I, and then. Shit happens, I guess. <laughs> I was I was I was watching a lot of baseball until the NBA started. I mean, right. That's where my attention went. But you know, uh, Lakers won a championship. Dodgers won a championship. They're the last two. They're the last city to win two major sports championships. I guess in the same year since like I think it was in the eighties. And the last time it happened in the eighties, the Lakers and the Dodgers did it too. So shout out to the Dodgers. Um, shout out to baseball for keeping a complete season through all the yeah. outbreaks and everything that they've had. Um, and I know there's a lot of true, true baseball fans. I'm sure they're glad that they got to watch that. So shout out to them. Um, I Yeah. And last, you know, obviously last thing, man, guys getting this pick them, you know, it's only going to get big. It closes tomorrow at seven 30, getting the pick them. And we did change how oh, yeah, it worked. Yeah. Um, so it came to our attention on Monday night that there was a way, it was kind of a complicated way to do it. You had to go through a lot of steps, but you could actually see everybody's tiebreaker pick. Um, on and the tiebreaker pick with 50 people is kind of big. Uh, yeah, the tiebreaker has to stay or we could have a fucking 10-way tie for first and then everybody's getting five bucks. Um, so we looked into the options of what to do. We are going to do it now. The Thursday night game, the pick will still lock at 7.30. Your deadline to enter or pay is 7.30. And people have sent me messages saying, hey, it looks like my entry's inactive this week. Why is that the case? And I've told them, you never paid. If you don't pay, I mark you as inactive so you don't show up on the standings and clutter it up for the people that did pay. Um, So if you don't pay by 7.30 on Thursday, you're going to be made inactive. You have to lock in your pick for the Thursday night game by 7.30, and then you can pick your teams and change the picks all the way up until 1 p.m. on Sunday. At 1 p.m. on Sunday, when all the other games start, the picks lock, and I can see, everybody can see what everybody picked. You yeah. can go in and see yeah, who anybody picked, them. and nothing can be changed. So Sunday, full transparency. We apologize. We didn't know that that was the case. We didn't know that you could see that. Um when you're when you're doing a pick 'em like this with so much money involved and so many people involved, you don't want there to be any bullshit. <laughs> and yeah, that yeah. was only going to call bullshit because there were two people on uh, Monday night there who had uh, I think fourteen. It was between those two, and they could see each other's tiebreaker. So they couldn't see who who so they for, picked. For but instance, you can guess. what what could have happened is say somebody picked sixty. And the person below them is like, they ain't going to score that many, but I'm going to pick 59. <laughs> right. So you don't want that, you know, you don't want the cheating. So you don't want anybody to see any of that. And and, and besides that, what we should have done from the beginning was the old-fashioned way. We only switched it because of COVID. But you guys know how it was. When Drew and I worked at the same spot in a, in a, in a business, we our, our picks had to be in on Wednesday. So yeah. you came they came around with the papers. You fucking filled your paper out. Who's going to win with the tiebreaker, the $10, and returned it to one person? You couldn't change your pick anyway. So we're going with the old-fashioned way. And, and, and bear with us. This is the first time we've ever run one. So, you know, we, we've learned lessons. We're just a couple dudes. We're doing this shit in my basement right now. Put a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort into to bringing you these guys this stuff that we hope, you know, you like to listen to and, and giveaways and all that stuff. So, so bear with us. If we make a little bit of a mistake, here and there it wasn't in any kind of mean spirit um 
or anything like that. So we, we've got it fixed now. Sunday, 1 o'clock, you'll be able to see everything that everybody has picked and the, the chips fall where they may. Uh, we will move on from that to um, thanking everybody for tuning in. Um, don't forget to check out our merchandise shop. I actually got my first uh, one of our stickers. I ordered some samples. We got hoodies. We got long sleeve sweatshirts. We got long sleeve t-shirts. We got comfort tees, classic tees. Phone Women's cases, clothes. masks, shirts for the ladies. Um, if you request it, I can make shit for babies. Um, you want a onesie? I got you. Um, <laughs> dog sweaters are on there. Uh, all kinds of shit. Um, we've posted a lot. Um, there, there's a lot to scroll through. Find what you like. If you guys have anything specifically that you're interested in, if it's the the Woody Hayes quote shirt, the Fire Zach Taylor shirt, or any shirt that you've seen that that maybe you're having trouble finding, get get in touch with one of us. We'll get you the link directly to that product. They're shipping out quick. Um, like I said, I designed the 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 Fire Zach Taylor shirt Sunday night, listed them for sale Sunday night. As soon as I did, I ordered a sample for myself to come to the to, so I could see it. And I still haven't gotten it, but Jake Whitney Whiting, I think Whitting Whiting, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He bought one Sunday night, and that motherfucker showed up yesterday. Yeah, he said it's nice. <laughs> I haven't even seen mine. He sent me pictures of it. Looks like it's a good quality print. Um, so, so if you have any trouble finding what you want on there, I promise we got something for you. Get with one of us, and we'll get you together. Um, we're not looking to make you know get rich off this shit by any means. Uh, you know, we're 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 gonna make a couple bucks off a shirt and put the money back into giveaways to give to you guys. Yeah. So we're not pocketing shit off of it anyway. Um, so something fun. Uh, if you want to represent us, you know, to help us get our name out there a little bit. There's stickers and shit. You can go put them on all kinds of shit you're not supposed to and help us out. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, and then we will be back in here next no, week. And don't forget, like like one more time for the pick'em. They lock to, uh, they lock tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. Uh, make your picks on the app and then cash app $10 to Drew Garrison. And pay as, pay as early as you can because I get a flood from like 5.30 to 7 on Thursday, and it, it kind of overwhelms a little bit. I got to make sure I'm notating because I, I, I make a note in the system of who paid every year or every week. That way I can switch it up. So the earlier you can pay, the better. Um, I'm We're a two-man show running this thing when we all have jobs and families and lives and everything else like that to deal with too. So the earlier the better. Get the pot as big as it is. We have plenty of room for more people to join. Send it to your buddies. Um, Send them the link, tag them in Facebook, and invite them to like our page. We will have everything up and running and ready to go for this week. Uh, tune in next week as we get through everything that happened in the world of sports between now and then, including the NFL trade deadline. Hopefully uh, there's some some news to report there. The Bengals dumping some guys. Maybe the Browns picking up a couple guys. So uh, thanks again for everything, everybody. We'll tune in next week. Locker Room Talk Uncut. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.